0: We had been discussing Chapter 8, Akshara Brahma Yoga, Yoga of Imperishable Brahman. This world which I live in has things and beings, both are perishable. Things have their production date or a date of creation and will also have a date of destruction and the beings have their birth dates and also they will have their death dates. Then nothing in this world that remains permanently. Everything is perishable, exists for a limited period in both time and space. But this ever-changing reality which I experience as the world cannot exist unless there is an imperishable substratum. And Bhagavan said in this chapter that Brahman is that imperishable reality. Brahman is the truth which makes all other relative truth possible. For example, I can say this room exists that's a statement of truth but it only exists because the another universal truth exists that is the room space existed before this room was built it is right now here as room space and will remain space when this room will be destroyed so based on that universal reality which I call space, the relative reality, what I call room space, can exist. Bhagawan says the Brahman, in a similar way, exists, as Bhagawan Shankracharya says, the principle that graces all bodies as their essential self. Any being will not be aware of his own self unless that principle, imperishable, immortal principle, is residing in that body. With that consciousness, I become aware of my conditioning, which I call my body, mind and intellect, and then I am aware of myself. So it is the self-knowing reality, which is the very nature of Brahman, which makes me aware of myself as that conditioned self. Right now I am not aware of my supreme self that is imperishable, deathless and birthless. But I am aware of myself as this limited body, limited mind, limited intellect as Nilbhat because of that consciousness which is functioning through me. So the Bhagawan says that that consciousness which is now making you aware of your own limitations, and also making you aware of the existence of this world of perishable nature is your own self. And as long as I am conditioned and identified by this body, mind and intellect, I will have all the limitations of this body, mind and intellect. And therefore the sorrows, therefore unhappiness, and therefore I feel bound by these limitations. My goal is to liberate myself from my limitations, my unhappiness, my sorrows and attain a state of bliss where there never will be any sorrow, never will be any limitations and never will be any unhappiness. Bhagavan said that can only happen when you identify with me the imperishable and not the one who is conditioned by your body, mind and intellect. Just as as long as I remain aware of the limitations of the room, I will be only seeing the space as the room space. If I want to see this space as immortal, if I never want to get this space destroyed, I'll be always afraid of if some, what happens if someone destroys this building, if a earthquake happens or a meteor falls on my property well it will be destroyed is the room space getting destroyed the answer is no but right now I'm more identified with the conditioning than the space itself and therefore that fear of destruction if my identification was not with the conditioning just the space This is my land and this is my space, and I want to own this thing forever. But once it's possible, nothing can destroy the space which you're owning. Only thing they can destroy is whatever you have built on that land, on that space. The space will never be destroyed. But as long as my identification with that building on that land, I'll be afraid. When my identification is beyond that, then I will not be afraid of the destruction of the building. So Bhagavan said, one who identifies with me, he will come to attain me. Antakale chamameva smaranmaktvakalevaram Ya prayasi prayati sasad yati na. Asti, Tatra, sansaya. There is no doubt that one who gives up this identification with this body, mind, and intellect, while living this identification as the death and thinking about me alone, will come to me. There is no doubt about that. So, the advice we have seen so far. It says, Therefore, tasmat kale su mama Therefore, engage in this battle of life, constantly remembering me as your true self. Not this conditioned self as your true self, but me the imperishable, who is making it possible for you to function. Fight this battle of life with that in mind, and thou shall be liberated from these limitations, and you will come to be one with me. Once you become one with me, after that there is no coming and going again. Maam upetya punar janma asasvatam na apnuvanti. Having attained me, there is no coming and going back to this house of pain we call this world. But now Bhagwan says, in a stark contrast to the ones who have identified with me and one who has become one with me, if you are striving to achieve that liberation but haven't reached that prerequisite qualification, then you will Constantly coming back and forth. So the next verse 16 says, A Brahma Bhuvanath Lokaha Punaravartino Arjuna. mam Upetyatu Kaunteya Punarjan Manna Vidyate. The world up to the world of Brahmaji, Brahmaloka. A Brahma Bhuvan Lokaha. Up to the world of Brahmaji, they are subject to birth and rebirth. Constantly coming, again and again, coming back to the same thing. One who reaches me, there is no rebirth for him. So what does that mean? Reaching up To the world of Brahmaji, Brahmaji is the creator, as we know. In our Hindu trinity, Brahma is the creator, Vishnu is the sustainer, and Shiva is the destroyer. This creative destruction is constantly going on in this world. Brahma is the ultimate creator of this entire universe. So, in our concept of Hiranyagarbha in Vedanta, it is the ultimate creator. It is the total mind and total intellect. I am a creator of my own world. You are a creator of your world and she is the creator of her world. We create our world through our mind and intellect depending on our desires and vasanas now if i take this group and say we individually we have our vasanas and desire but we also have a group vasanas and desire so we'll say oh, when are we going to have the Janmastami next this year so everybody will say well, i would like to have it on such and such and let's do this and let's do that this common thoughts put together what we call it a planning, a group planning, will have group activity. So that's a mind which is expanded from my mind to a group's mind. You can continue to expand this mind and intellect and including more and more people and beings into it. When you reach the ultimate limit of all the beings and, and things, all the minds and intellects put together is Brahmaji. Brahma, the creator. When my identification rises from me to my family, to my neighborhood, to my community, I am expanding my identity and including them as my own self. So, I may be making progress in my spiritual evolution, in expanding my identity, but until I reach that pre-qualifying limit, I still have to come back over and over again. Well, it is something like this. If you are taking any licensing examination, for those of you who are professionals and who have to take the licensing exam, you probably know all about it. But I took mine in this country when I came here in 84. And I knew that it's going to be difficult because I have barely come here, no experience in this country, and people have already warned me that it's going to take you a long time to get this license in this country. Simply because there were nine parts of exam, and you have to clear all nine parts. Then you get a license. So the firm I had j- joined initially, it's a large firm, and there were at least about a couple of hundred people. And there were at least at any given year there are about sixty to eighty people taking exams. So they told me that you take it easy, Neil. You just came to this country it's going to take you 8 to 10 years before you can pass this exam. And I say, what do you what do you mean by that? I don't understand what you're saying. Why should it take so long? And say, so, well, here is how it works. You'll take the exams and you probably will pass out of nine, maybe two parts. And then you will come back again next year and may, may pass another couple of parts. Then you'll come back after next year and may pass one or two. And people who experience this so they have formulated an average time is it takes for somebody to get the license as an architect in this country after graduating from architecture school. It takes about 6 to 8 or 8 to 10 years to do that because till you pass all nine parts and then there, and if any one subject, if you fail more than three times, you take all nine parts all over again. There are some people I knew who have already given up taking tests for these licensing exams, and I said, "Well, I all you have to do is pass all nine parts, and it will be fine." They say, "Yeah, that's that sounds easy, but it is not." And that was obviously their perception of this. So they go take exam, come back to take exam, and come back. Till you reach a point when ninth part is cleared then you get a license and one who reaches the ninth part he also have to maintain that vigilance that after even passing the nine parts and getting a license he still have to maintain his continuing education to remain effective as an architect Well, this is something like this. Bhagwan said that we are all trying our spiritual evolution as seekers. And we reach from the level we are right now to the next level as we make more progress. But at the time of death, if my evolution has not gone up to the level where I can be liberated... Well, I'll have to come back. Just as I said, with the time of my taking the exams, if I have not cleared all nine parts, then I have to come back next year to clear whatever parts are left. Same way, in our spiritual journey, things we have learned and things which are yet to be learned will decide how many times I have to come back. And this is driven by my desires and Vasanas my desire will make me come back to that state that stage which makes me feel comfortable that I can make progress from here after I pass my high school graduation I go to the undergraduate school I cannot just say that after my high school graduation just leave me alone Now my education is finished give me Give me doctorate. To get to a doctorate level, I have to make my own efforts. So, up to the world of Brahmaji. In the world of Brahmaji, you have the identification with this entire creation. And as Swamiji explains here, that in the concept of gradual liberation, karma mukti, which is accepted in Vedanta, it basically says that karma with upashana can lead you to the realm of brahmaji. If you do your karma diligently with devotion to the Lord, you will reach a state of identification where you will feel the whole world is your own being and you reach the world of Brahmaji. Once reaching that, there is no coming back. From that, you will just merge into the Supreme Brahman. But anything less than that, you have to come back. So, and when does that happen? Well, every time the creation comes into existence and dissolve into nothingness and then again come into existence... So, from manifest creation to unmanifest to manifest again, you have to come back over and over again with each cycle. So, how long is that cycle? Sahastra Yuga Paryantam Ahar Yat Brahmano Viduhu Ratrim Yuga Sahastrantam Te Ahar Ratra Vido Janaha Those people who know the length of the day of Brahmaji which ends in thousands of yugas, the eons, and the night which also ends in a thousand yugas, they know day and night. My day and my night defines my waking and deep sleep world or at least sleep world during the daytime I'm an architect you are a doctor and she's a lawyer when all of us at night go to sleep what happens architect becomes unmanifest in me doctor becomes unmanifest in you and the Lord becomes unmanifest in her. The doctor hasn't gone away, but it is in an unmanifest state. Next morning, when we all wake up, the architect in me, who was unmanifest during my sleep, becomes manifest now. And I go to my office, start doing what I do. The doctor, which was unmanifest in you, now, become manifest, and you go to your clinic or dispensary and start doing your work. Same is the lawyer. She so starts her work at the attorney's office or in a court. Now, we cannot say that one day, for some strange reasons, we suddenly will wake up and you will become, you will wake up as an architect, even though last night you we went to sleep as a doctor. And she will become architect and I will wake up as a doctor even though I was an architect. That just cannot happen. Whatever the unmanifest in me in the time of sleep will only can manifest. So if my vasanas and desires are making me experience this day and night, my concept of time is defined by my, by my mind. When the sun rises, it is a day. When the sun sets, it is night. Now I am programmed that during the sunlight, I do my work and I go to sleep during night. We have also experienced that the time is either faster or slower depending on my experiences. If I'm waiting for somebody, obviously my mind runs into various different channels. I may start thinking, I don't know whether he left in time from his home. He knew that I'm waiting here. But well, I wish that there is no traffic on the way. So he comes here in time. Or so on and so on. More there are thoughts. There are more or more points for time to measure. So, the time is measured between the two events. My one thought to the second thought, there is a time. My second thought to the third thought, there is a time. So, more thoughts I have, the time becomes longer and longer. The less thought I have, if I have only one thought, there is no time. If I am standing in one spot, there is no distance. If I move from one spot to the another, to the another, to the another, now I have moved from my place and by the time I take the hundredth step, I am way far away from where I used to stand. But if I just stand at one place and keep marching on the same spot without moving, after a hundred steps I am still will be exactly in the same spot because I am only focusing on one point. If my mind gets laserized and th- thinks only one thought, this time becomes standstill. But when my mind goes from one thought to the other, now the time is expanded. For Brahmaji, he has thoughts of all the things and beings. And therefore his time is enormously long. Therefore, his day is 1,000 eons. And his night is another 1,000 eons. And at the end of that, he completes one cycle. So, all the unmanifest beings in his sleep, when Brahmaji wakes up, and creates this universe, all those unmanifest thoughts and beings will rise and come back where they left off last time. So next verse says, (laughs) Avyaktad Aavyaktayaha Sarvaha Prabhavanti Aharagame Ratryagame Pralyanti Tatrayi Vavyaktasangnakeh from the un- unmanifested, all the manifested proceed at the coming of the day. At the coming of the night, they dissolve verily into the same, which is called the unmanifest. Once all the thoughts gets dissolved into my sleep, they become unmanifest. And then sometimes the unmanifest thoughts, become the dreams or nightmares. But at the time of deep sleep all these thoughts are in a completely dormant state of unmanifest. Those thoughts as soon as I wake up will start all over again. All my worries which I left while I was going to sleep, as soon as I wake up they'll all come back again. All my unfinished work. Which I left off last night. I have to now start. To finish them. So Bhagavan says. From the unmanifested. All the manifested. proceed. the coming of the day. When this Brahmaji. Creates this world. When this world comes into being. All the unmanifest beings. From the last cycle. Will come back to this manifest world. At the end of the day, when Brahmaji is completing the cycle and he is going to take a rest at night, his night, all this manifest beings will dissolve into him, which we call unmanifest. Bhuta-grama sa-evayam bhutva-praliyate Ratra game avashahapartha prabhavati ahara game. The same multiple of beings are being born again and again and are dissolved into the unmanifest helplessly. O partha, at the coming of night, and they came forth again at the coming of the day. The cycle continues till. I have desires, I have vasanas and I have something left to experience. When at the time of my death, the death is nothing but another interval in my existence. Just as when I go to sleep at night, that is not the end of my being. I'm just unmanifest during my deep sleep. But when I wake up, I start all over again. More refreshed, actually. And do more vigorously the pursuit of my happiness. Then all day I work hard for that. Bumped around by this world, Get tired and go to sleep again those thoughts will become unmanifest and I'll rise again. The death is something similar. Only thing which I'll be leaving behind is this body. But my thoughts are still in my mind and intellect as tendencies remain. And as long as my tendency is to achieve something, achieve some state of being I have to come back. So this continues for eons, as Bhagavan says, because the Brahmaj's day is thousand eons, and night is thousand eons, and those who are not reached the level of identification with the imperishable Brahman as their own self will have to come back. Only those who have reached that identification that myself and the supreme self is one and the same, but I am just an instrument. This body, mind, and intellect is nothing but a vehicle through which this imperishable self function and shine through its own glory. Then my goal will be all my life, is to achieve that state of oneness with that Supreme Self. And if I had been thinking about this all my life, then the time of death, that will be the only thought which will be prevalent, which will be dominating my mind and intellect. Because at the time of death, probably my body is pretty much of not much use and I'm not going to do anything, then all other thoughts will wither away. And I'll be just focusing on that one thought and one thought alone, that my true self is not this body, not this mind, not this intellect, but the supreme self which is imperishable. And Bhagavan says, that person will become one with me, all others, even though they may have reached a highest level of spiritual evolution, but the short of becoming aware of their own self as the only self, they have to come back to finish their journey. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavant Sukina. Sarve Santu Niramayaha, Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu, Maka Scit Om Shanti, 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 Hari Om. Shri Guru Bhyo Harihyo